Look, I know how difficult it is to coach. I've been there and I was unsuccessful, so I know how difficult it is to coach. But I also know this, that when you've been there for four years, like Simon Goodwin has, your team is a reflection of you. It is a reflection of all the decisions that you have made over that four-year period. So if you were saying they're not ruthless as a team, and they're not doing the things that you want them to do, or they're not displaying the characteristics and the personality that you want them to display, then that's, that's at your feet. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail. My name is Tim and, well, how things can change for a football club in what was a tumultuous week for the Ds. In the space of two rounds, six days, and we've gone from a hard, gritty win against a top, well, top four to top eight side against the Saints and then looking to consolidate our spot in the eight with a great percentage to now, well... We've, uh, we've now rediscovered our ghosts of 2019 and we have now become a irrelevant team, a laughing stock and just a meme that never gets old with the Ds after our two absolutely piss poor efforts against consecutively the Sydney Swans and the Frio Dockers. So at the top there you heard Tim Watson on his radio show this morning giving a, I guess, a great insight to potentially what Outlookers are seeing as Simon Goodwin's impact on the Ds over the last four years. Today, we're going to be looking at those last two games, and it's been a bit of a struggle to get up for the podcast, but it is a completely and utterly vicious cycle supporting the Melbourne Football Club. We consistently get our hearts ripped out from us and, yeah, promised the world and absolutely delivered nothing. So, there's going to be plenty of rants uh, moving forward, but I know that at least we're all feeling this together and hopefully what gets us through is being able to have a beer and have a chat about it uh, with our mates and hopefully have have some uh, distractions to to kind of, I guess, sway us away from, from what's currently going on in the Ds. And this week, again, I am joined by my good friend, Steph, who has just actually just, I think, taken a break from... I think, did you just start a Jack Darling fan club? After he missed that point that Tim English gave away? Oh, wasn't that superb? Yeah, uh, see you later. Yeah. So I think... Or the Mark Ponton Valley for the clutch goal. I don't know, one or the other. Well, at least, at least we get to talk about one team that's actually won. But oh, how, how, how are you going, Steffi? How are you going this week? Yeah, great, Tim. Coming off a good win, which is good, over in the West there. When doggies get up, it's always it's always fun, isn't it? Something to look forward to during the week. But... Something, yeah, something to look forward to for for some for some other supporters in in, in the competition. Maybe yeah, not. Maybe not. The, uh, yeah, buying the paper this week. So all right, back yeah. page, front page, wherever you look, books there. So, but can't say the same for you, Tim. How are you feeling? Nah. Oh, look. I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm pretty bloody devastated to be honest. I yeah, yeah. I, I was I think it was very quiet after the game last night. I think there was yeah, I sort of went to bed and, and didn't didn't say a lot and sort of woke up this morning feeling feeling pretty shit to be honest. And it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's been it's been an absolute raucous seven days or six days really for two games. To, considering where we were, pretty much at the end of our last podcast, we talked about the Saints win. And uh, bloody hell, how how things have changed in that in that small amount of time, and and yeah, I mean it's what it's five o'clock on a Tuesday on a school night, and I'm having a beer because I need to um, to talk about the football to gear myself up for this because it's I've, yeah. I've dreaded I've dreaded talking about this, and I, I dreaded talking about the Swans game, and sort of thought we we just mash it into one because of the short turnaround, but bloody hell. Um. Yeah. Thank. Thank goodness for the NBA. Uh. And yes, yeah. Some distractions. So, 
Um, but look, anyway, we'll, we're here to service the fans. I don't know, honestly, who's going to want to listen to this, but at least, I don't know, we drum up some momentum and, and maybe some change will happen. Back into the game, so um, it's real credit to the boys. Um, I think it was on uh, all of us to step up and, and you know, really lead from the front, and I thought we did that all day, so. We want to play our way. Well, I thought we'd start this particular podcast. Let's let's start with our credit to the boys, which is uh, looking a little bit light on this week. But uh, Steffi, I'll throw it to you because I mean I honestly don't have really much at all. But what, as a neutral supporter, uh, yeah, semi semi D supporter, what was one thing I suppose over the last two games that you liked? Well, I'll stick to last night's game, Tim. It it was a yuck, wet game, wasn't it? It was just they were. It was hard to watch. I think it was just not great. Awful. But one thing that that stood out that I loved was, and I think you might agree, was the uh, the Bruce tackle. That was so, fantastic. Yeah, I think I didn't I didn't yell anything. I just clapped really loudly because um, I was really excited, but. I don't know if you've seen, but I'm pretty sure it's Prucy did exactly the same thing. There's a video on YouTube in the VFL. He's done exactly the same thing to another bloke. I mean, the bloke, I think he bench presses like something stupid, like 200 yeah. kilos. Like he is an absolute beast, but it was uh, it was a, <laughs> a very small highlight, but it was it was, it was wasn't it? It, it, satisfying. It was, it was, and he came through the ragdoll. You've got to love a ragdoll like that. It was yeah. a ripper tackle, but then... As on a negative front, followed through with her pretty abysmal kick. I think went out the full. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, look, you know what? You can tackle like that. He can play. He can have a ping from there. That's fine. I, I think. <laughs> I think a couple of commentators were giving him a bit of shit about that. But you know what? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, he, he deserves having. I mean, no one else looked like they were going to kick a goal last night, so he should have. He, no, that's he what he was in the team for. Yeah. How about you? I'll throw it back. Oh, look. What's your, what's your, Positive. I think uh, you might have seen on the Instagram story. I had zero positives for the Sydney game. I yeah. very barely don't think I, I struggled to get anything in the in that column of my spreadsheet last night. I think just there's a few there's a few players out there that can probably come away from those two games saying at least they left left it all out there. Uh, it's a bit hard to read from a team perspective, but I think. Kind of our mainstays in Petrarca, Gorn, Viney, I think played a really good game last night. Uh, Oliver was was good. He complained a lot, but still was good. Uh, Melksham did a pretty good job at tagging Fife and sort of, I, I think, limiting his impact on the game. But as I said, I think, the, I think they gave gave it all up there, but at the end of the day, it was still, it was still a team game. And unfortunately, five players out of 22 is never going to cut it. And those performances... From a team perspective, in those two games, it's just completely unacceptable. So, I've turned it into a bit of a ne- bit of a negative. But you know what? I know those players at least they they at least are trying to embellish what the D's are about. Those those yeah. probably four or three, I'd say, Petrarca, Gorn, Viney, I think mainly. And you could kind of see they were trying to will their own, do everything themselves, in 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 the best sort of possible way. I'm saying that, but it obviously, it was never going to be enough. You know they, they no. can't they can't win a game um, individually and yeah that's what it came down to so uh, I think they can hold their head high from the last couple of games but besides that I got I got nothing. 
pretty. I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty pissed off still. Um, it's not good enough. That's very unlike the way we've been playing, and something that we'll obviously review and get better at. Uh, yeah, it's not. That's not good enough today. Um, this team, this club's got to start winning games. All right. Well, I think you could certainly acknowledge that even as a uh, as a neutral supporter, there was plenty to be pissed off about about the last two games. I think the biggest thing over the last two games that I noticed was just uncontested possessions and allowing teams to sort of easily navigate their way through our you know entire team defense. I just it was I couldn't fathom it that Friero had 46 more uncontested marks last night. As you said, the game was an absolute shit show in terms of the the weather. Like the ball yeah. was just uh, you know so slippery, no one could grab it. However. We made them look extremely clean, and they they still were able to rack up, you know, countless uncontested possessions and marks, and be able to move the ball. Whereas we we weren't doing that. So, I think that we were getting punished by teams that used the ball really well and didn't have a didn't have a game plan to adjust to that. You know, it's same thing happened with Sydney. They just were able to pinpoint their way through, whether it was switching the ball and using the fat side of the ground, and then we seemed to always get caught out uh, with an uncontested mark in the forward fifty. Well, in our defensive fifty, really. So it's just it, it wasn't good enough. The, the forward pressure is not good enough, and mm. and for a team that that's come out and said, you know what, we want to be really difficult to play against. We want to be a defensive side that kind of grunts at the ball, and then we we try and you know surge it forward. There was none of that in the last two games, and I think with two, don't get me wrong, I think these teams are both improving, and I don't I don't think the latter position really reflects their true performance this season. It's still, it still is not an excuse for us. These these are games that we should be winning, especially for a team that wants to say, "Hey, we're a good defending team," and yeah. you know we've got our back six is fantastic. But when it comes to a full ground setup, it just wasn't working. And it was, uh, and Frio were able to have the run of the ball last night. Um, same with Sydney the the previous week, and yeah, we couldn't get near it. And I think teams have learnt now the blueprint to beat the D's is to keep the ball off them. And yeah, I think they've they've shown that it's we're we're easy beats, and I think whether we're just mentally frail now, and easily succumb to that sort of pressure, it's it was extremely disappointing. So, what about you? What was there anything that you noticed? I suppose initially. Yeah, well, it's been hard, Tim, sitting here knowing that these are two games that were crucial for the D's. You know, even last season, the D's are coming up as a team that want to be recognised as someone. You know that teams that want to go up against, that want to make finals and be taken seriously. So this was so crucial, especially last night. It was crucial to get that win and to sort of, you know, have a, have a spot in the top eight, jump in, have some excitement brewing for finals. And it was just, they just sat down when they needed to stand up. And we've said it the last two weeks in a row, come on, Jesus is it. We've spoken about the importance, the crucial, you know, factor of these games that they just need to win to be taken seriously and to get where they need to get. And they're just going out there looking just like, you know, bewildered and just lacking confidence. And it's just frustrating, isn't it? It is frustrating. <laughs> frustrating is an understatement. I was just thinking yeah. back to probably one of the worst days I think I've had as a Melbourne fan was was in 2017 when the D's mm-hmm. had to similar situation, but we left yeah. it obviously to the last round. Played Collingwood, a team that had absolutely nothing to play for in round 22 or 23. I can't yeah. remember what it was up to. And, yeah, we came out and laid down and we got beaten. And I just remember that we had to win that game to make finals. 
and we came out against a team that had absolutely nothing to play for besides just beating us and wanting to, you know, wanting to, I suppose, disrupt uh, our chance to make finals. And I think we'd had not a bad sort of last few weeks and we're sort of rolling with it a little bit. But again, it's the same thing as what you just said. I think when the expectation's on us, we absolutely yeah. crumble. And I don't know. And the majority of the playing group now in 2020 would have been there in 2017. And it, it hasn't gotten any better. So, yes, we've done that. We learned our lesson. Had 2018. Fantastic. 2019. Absolute bomb. And then yeah. today, we put ourselves in a good position. And what do they do? They go and fuck it up. And it's, I, yeah. to be honest, I... Oh, you go and you go and put in the performances. We we get on a roll, have those have those great wins, and say, "Awesome, we've won four out of five, six out of seven, whatever it was." Set ourselves up. One week we're in the top eight, looking to solidify ourselves. Got a great percentage. Awesome, we have got two games. You don't take them lightly. We don't just waltz in and say, "All right, no worries." They're just going to hand them to us. But what do we do? We just go and absolutely, absolutely bloody lay down, and it's yeah. <laughs> As, as I said to you, I think last night in the message, I had I have to contain myself, but it's just, yeah. I feel I just feel sorry for the supporters, like everyone out out there, like like myself. It's just, again, it's, it's just this vicious cycle, yeah. vicious cycle yeah. of getting your hearts ripped out every now, yeah. like every single year, and it's bloody sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, on that, I'm sure there's more. There is more. Oh, there is more. <laughs> so, how about? Go on, give us one more. Something that just is grinding your gears right now. Well, uh, I don't know. I think Goody's had a lot to answer for this year. And I think after after the loss to Port Adelaide, obviously yeah. got our ass handed to us. And, you know, it was all out in the media, all that. And then we sort of came back. So, like, the pressure was on him. Saying, all right, what can he do? How can he turn us around? We did it. We turned it around. We beat some pretty poor teams. But it doesn't matter. It was wins on the board. And, yeah, got ourselves rolling. And then now, again, as we just sort of mentioned, we've fallen over, again, right when it counts. And I just I just don't know where we're at with Simon Goodwin. And, and I think mm. his coaching has been questioned a lot um, as of late. And I think it's been forgotten the last few weeks. But I honestly just I don't know. Like, in four years, I don't know what what sort of team we are to show for it because we've, we know if we average it out, 2018 isn't isn't who we are today. It's not who we are in 2020. Um, 2019 isn't who we are in 2020, but we don't have a good idea of what our team is like and what our team plays for, really, to be honest. And I don't know. I I feel like that he he honestly looks... He seems to have a great relationship with his players. And I think... I think... I can't remember which player it was in an interview. He was talking about when Ruzi was there... It was sort of like Goody, it was like almost like your good cop, bad cop. Goody was like great with your players, great at building relationships. Um, and then Paul Roose was always going to be the person that you didn't want to piss off. Or he was the one that was going to tell you how it was or give give the hard word. And I feel like now that we've removed, now that he's out of the equation, Goody's there and he's all calm and collected and that's great. However, when the hard word has to be put to the players, like is he giving it to them? Like we're getting these robotic expressions in press conferences that just... It's just bloody football jargon that gets reused over and over again. Like last night, what's he saying? Talking about the team needs to be more ruthless. Um, and yeah, like as I played in that, you know, Tim Watson and Gary Lyon interview, what, what does that mean in round 17 when you had to win? Like, what's the point in saying that now? Like, you had yeah. to grow up. We had to grow up over the summer. We had to grow up before this season started. What's What does that even mean? Like, I just, 
Oh, look, I, I don't know where it starts with him. And, and look, he's been there for four years. What's... He's, he's supposed to be leaving his imprint on this team, and I just can't identify what it is. I think there's got to be a change. The, the fact that they've locked him in until 2022 is a problem. We don't have the funds to bail him out. Uh, there'd be, you know, we'd be paying him out however million dollars if we gave him gave yeah. him the ass at the end of the season. But thinking back to like related to NBA teams, like NBA teams that play really well in the season, right? They win 60 out of 80 games, get to the playoffs, and they lose four games in a row, and they're out. Coach gets sacked. Doesn't matter if they'll sign that year. Doesn't matter. Like it's just, it's. Yeah. I think I know footy's different, yeah. but I just. I don't know. I, and, and like the, the, the changes in the team were obviously like seven changes last week. We had probably, I don't know, five or so changes the game before. Yes, it's huge, isn't He's it? still trying to find his best team. And I, I just don't, I don't honestly think he knows what our best team looks like. And I just don't, I've just questioned, I don't think he's the right man for the job. I think they need some, I think they need some fresh faces in there. Four years is a long time to be in charge of a football club. And you know what? He's tried his best, but I honestly don't think it's working. So I don't know. Yeah. I know I've gone a bit of a rant there, but from someone yeah. from the outside looking in, what do you what do you think? I'm going to continue on that, and that was definitely something that I've written down to him as one of my dislikes. And those press conferences, and I know I've said it to you before, but this year is such a different year. Obviously, for AFL, they're in hub life. Um, I know us as the dogs, and and you guys, and, and a lot of clubs have. You know, members are continuing to play to pay their memberships this year to support the clubs. And we're sitting home, Victoria, we're in lockdown, where, you know, it's so hard for us and so challenging for us right now. We're watching the players, they're up there, and it is challenging for them, for them I'm sure, as well. However, we are still, you know, paying our fees all year to support our clubs. The fans deserve more than what, what Goody has to say in his press conferences. As you said, the robotic... The answers, he's just, it's like this, I don't even know, is it a, not a lack of interest, I shouldn't say, but it's just that sort of, he's just not taking responsibility, I don't feel, and he's just not, you know, he's not, he needs to, he needs, he's got to at least say something to the to, to you guys, the supporters who he's funding this year and, well, you know, have, have putting hand in pockets to, to stand by the club and they come out and deliver that and then can't even have the coach stand up and, and give some sort of, you know, response to it. It's just yeah. so frustrating and disappointing, isn't so it? So frustrating. I think I think it's all summed up in this perfect meme that I wish I could find. Um, <laughs> but it's a Simpsons meme, and it's I think it was it was posted by a mate um, after oh, no, a few weeks back after a D's loss, and it's yeah. the one where they're all saying um, where they're all in the classroom and they're like, "Go on, say it, say it, say it," and it's like, and in the brackets, it's like. Simon Goodman says, um, there were some real positives to take out of that game. <laughs> and they're like, say, say, and then as soon as they do it, they're all like, yay! Because it's, because, I mean, a bit of a running joke. I mean, he, he hasn't probably said it too much in the last few weeks. I think there's been a couple of at least, at least there's been some some negative things that he said, but it's, yeah, you're right. There's I think if you did a keyword, keyword search for the word brand, building momentum, moving forward as a football club, all yeah. these sort of bloody football cliches that he seems to insert yeah. in there. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the answer is. They're not going to sack him. I don't think they can. But I think there needs to be some severe change. I don't think Alan Richardson has really added anything to our team. I think he was a pretty good, you know, addition of mediocrity from where he came from. Yeah. Just, like, look at the uh, addition by subtraction at St Kilda. Take out Richo, put in Brett Ratton, and look how they've performed yeah. this year. You know. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I've got to, got to find. A, I've got to find somebody to stop. So, 
that's it. I mean, there's a lot to be pretty pissed off about, and I'll be, I'm sure that our uh, our listeners and the supporters would have plenty to add on that front. But yeah. we've got to, we've probably got to draw a line somewhere. So let's uh, let's call it there. Call it there. I think so. <laughs> so if you're not already, remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Get on the socials and give attention to detail a like and a follow. It's been great, team. We've been chatting. We've had lots of awesome D supporters, Mad D's that are on and got a lot of discussion going on a lot of the Instagram posts, a lot of chat. Plenty to talk about. <laughs> Isn't there? A lot at the moment. And we've got a few rippers that have come through with a bit to say and then have had us really chatting about it as well. So Addy37 has put something forward, Tim, I'd like to read out. Yeah. Addy37 reckons Coach Gone has shown he has zero ability to make changes in a game. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's been that's been really clear, I think. That his inability to adjust, I think last night was a really a great example of that. I mean, did he look at the weather before the game started? I mean, yeah. absolutely pissed down last night, and we went in there with Bruce as a forward, as yeah. our second ruck and forward. Um, plus, you know, we, we, we were so tall last night in a game that did not favour tall, you know, <laughs> tall forward line at all, and and then like we didn't adjust anything until like halftime. Goody came out and said, "We're playing. We, you know, we're being too boring with the footy. We need to be more attacking." But what did we do? that whole third quarter? We didn't do anything. We went no. continuously went down the line. We didn't look to attack. We never looked in the corridor. Didn't do anything. So his his only adjustment in the last two games has come um, when he I don't know when he comes down to the coach from the sidelines and he's decided to throw May forward, give it all we've got in the last fifteen minutes. Do that bloody two and a half quarters earlier. Why are yeah. you leaving it to the last minute? So, yeah, absolutely inability to adjust. It's always been, over the last four years, we've had really, I guess, zero idea of what his game plan is. He's shown no creativity, I think, in uh, yeah, adjusting his game plan situ- to situations. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's cool. So, Adzi, well done. You're bloody spot on. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Wasn't there, wasn't, there a really good, uh, wasn't there a really good reply to that comment? It was, uh, actually, so, yeah. Who? Tony. Yeah. Tony Heaven. Well, Tony, Tony, yeah, Tony. I mean, he's he's been really active, Tony, and uh, he's he's put up some great points. But what did he what did he reply to? What did he say to Adzi? Yeah, he had to say, "Goody, too bland, and the team plays like his persona." I think <laughs> I don't think there's uh, I don't think there's a truer I don't think there's a <laughs> truer statement being made on our Instagram page. Um, Tony's spot on. Where oh, it's absolutely right. Uh, so well done, Tony. Actually, I'll, and I'll you know what I'll go you one further. Uh, and we'll continue with Tony because he has been he has been really active and put and put up some great some great insight and uh, I think he, he gave a bit of a, a list analysis of the days uh, yeah. only only a few hours ago um, he has been a really big advocate of a lot of players coming in and I think um, one thing that I probably has been really I guess unsettling is about speaking of unsettling is our unsettled team list and yeah. our, the changes have been currently come through but he said. Weather turned it into a game of chance, which, eh, I don't know. It still could have done a lot more. D's know that, like, well, anyone knows that in a game, in a game of wet, it's always it's always a game of territory and a game of possession. Like, you just got to do anything to get the ball forward. Uh, we yeah. didn't do that last night. Uh, look, we have the nucleus of a very good team, which I think he is he is absolutely spot on there. I think I think we do. Young team, eighteen to twenty-five. So Gorn is twenty-eight. Again, in his prime. So, so Stephen May is also 28. Hibbert and Melksham, 29-30. They are done. 
Uh, I wouldn't say done, but they're certainly on the on the other end. Um, yeah. Jonesy's th- oh, and look, oh, Jonesy deserves. I mean, this whole uh, this whole subject really deserves its own topic uh, on the podcast. And I'm, I'm a little bit sad to sort of talk talk about where his career might be heading and, and how it yeah. sort of finishes up. Um, a lot of positives from this year. Well, a lot of positives. I don't know. I mean, we've shown that we can win more games than four than we did last year, but mm. biggest negative is Goody's coaching. Kind of supports what we were talking about earlier. Message yeah. hasn't hit the mark after four years. Correct. Choco Williams has won a flag. Ruffles. Ruffles? Ruffles. Oh, Ruffles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he, you know what? As, as teachers, I think we could tell him to, to his punctuation could be his writing yeah. goal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ruffle, ruffles feathers and brings a lot of spirit. Yeah, oh, look, I, I recently listened to a podcast um, with Choco interviewing him, and I, yeah, I've I, I got a lot of respect for him, and, and no doubt that he yeah. would. I, I think he's probably, I don't know whether he'd get a look in or not, but these just need to move a few deck chairs around and bingo. Look, I, I don't know, I think he makes a lot of good points. I, I think that, yeah, the talent's there. We've got, we've got a lot of work to do in terms of, I think, trying to find what does our best team look like yeah. we've got to find someone in the off season we've got to find out someone in the off season and bloody kick the ball who would you go for if you could who would you have i don't know i i think i yeah look geordie lewis was that player two years ago yeah. three years ago he? until he until he served up that um hospital handball in the prelim final and that which cost oh. him his career um That's and it. but we yeah we've got no one that can kick the ball so um yeah. jack watts used to be our best field kick I think, yeah, the nucleus is there, Tony. I think you're right. But I don't know what our best team looks like. And, yeah, when we're shuffling through 20 players over the course of four weeks, uh, with, you know, probably 20 yeah. changes over the course of four weeks that are that are unforced, I suppose, in that sense, yes. um, based on form rather than injury, then that shows a lot of, yeah, I guess he's good he's trying to feel it. Like we had players like Oscar Baker, Toby Bedford playing last night. We had Wagner playing last week. How do you cement and get rhythm and flow going, though, with that amount of changes happening, like, constantly? There's just so many changes, just there's no consistency, and it's just it's too challenging, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, look, it's – I don't – I don't. it's certainly not an excuse. I know that the training restrictions that they've got at the moment, I still don't think they can do – I don't think they can do full, uh, full team no, contact. Right. So yeah. they're still, I think, I don't know, they're still training in these sevens, like these groups of seven that can have full contact, but not training, I suppose, not at a proper training regime as a full yeah. group. So you're right. When you turn over 33% of your list into a team and you've got a bunch of blokes that haven't really played there much this year, there's going to be inconsistency. And I think I think the idea is to try to bring in kind of, you know, reinvigorate some energy and bring in some fresh legs. And I really like players like Oscar Baker. I think he's, he, you know, Baker and Bedford who are quick players. But I don't know for a team that's tried that, that really had everything on the line last night when they when they coughed it up against Sydney and then last night yeah. was a must win. Bloody yeah, over footy. Bloody over footy. I'm done with it. I just yeah, it's funny. Penny, Penny, Penny will go. Oh, it's just a game. But I think I mean you understand that more than anyone that it's that it's not and D supporters out there understand yeah. that it's 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 not just a game it's it's uh it's a lot more than that and so and that's and it? that's what I'm feeling that's what I'm feeling at the moment it's it's well, it sucks yeah. it sucks it's, it, it, it's uh it's no words is there considering considering where we were at a week ago and considering what we had up our sleeve no. ready to go but I you know what I wouldn't be surprised if we lose the next two games either 
And I, I hate to I hate to end the segment on a, on a negative note, but far out. I, I don't understand how you can. I don't know how you can bounce back after that. I just uh, yeah. What a what a what a horrible week. So I know. <laughs> go D's. Come on, D's. Bloody D's. Ah. All right, Steph. Well, you know what? My beer is looking pretty empty, which I think is a pretty good sign that I think that this uh this rant's over. Because if I still had some beer left, I reckon <laughs> I reckon I wouldn't shut up and keep and keep going on about uh, about how shit the D's have been. But yeah. look, let's 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 call it let's call it a day there. So thanks thanks again for joining us. Thanks for thanks for putting up with me. I think I've got to obviously vent. We we're saying about before. Like, do you think anyone's actually going to listen to this? But uh, yeah, what, what, why else do you start a podcast? But to vent, vent your thoughts, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, a lot of D supporters that have the same sympathy for us. And I had a Facebook memory come up the other day. I think it was the D's win against Geelong 2018 of a video of me and the members uh, singing the song after the siren after our first final win. So I don't know. If, do do yourselves a favor, D's fans. Go and go on YouTube the two wins of uh, in the finals wins in 2018. I do that all the time. When I want to feel better, so I think it's probably a good time to do it. But yeah, again, yeah. thanks, thanks for listening, Steffi. Do you want to just remind my listeners yeah. where, where do we, where do we listen to attention to detail again? Come across, guys. Listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Attention to detail, D double E. And yeah, it was a pleasure once again, Tim. Listen on, listen to Timmy's rant. It's feeling hurt, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna get around you. We've all been there. Um, yeah, have a have a listen along and join us. Yeah. All right. So what do we got? Uh, GWS Saturday night, but. Yeah, let's uh let's one. let's deal with that let's deal with that next when week. uh <laughs> yeah let's deal with that next week thanks Timmy. it's a pleasure as usual all right have a good one thanks everyone bye, bye. bye.